Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to talk about lessons learned from this past NBA season and how we can apply said lessons to betting on the futures market for the next NBA champion. And this was something that we mentioned uh, earlier in the week that the Phoenix Suns, uh, the closing line value for the Phoenix Suns has all but dissipated here. I believe uh, they were posted at plus 850 on BetMGM to win next season's NBA championship. It's already down to 7-1. to one. And while I still think 7-1 to one is a pretty decent price, at the same time, right away, uh, we figured out how to pounce on this. And we were willing to make the investment now uh, to look at the Phoenix Suns for winning next season's championship. Uh, and not waiting for extra info or trades or anything like that. Because I do believe that probably the two biggest problems, maybe even the three biggest problems for the Suns, they may all get addressed relatively quickly. One is depth or lack thereof for the Suns. They can make trades or key moves in terms of Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton to where that can be addressed. Uh, the second was, okay, Kevin Durant needs more time with Devin Booker and company. He's going to get that with a full off season and a full regular season for the most part. And then number three, uh, how much do we trust the head coach? Well, now we have Frank Vogel, who has a large enough sample size to, to suggest that he can turn the Suns into even more of a contender than they were this past season, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good look. I don't know what it is about the Suns that I'm just not quite convinced. I mean, I get it. Like, the trade, it happened, and we all wondered, oh, is it going to be enough time to get their chemistry together? And I don't hate them, but, it, like, plus 450 to win the West, and what are they to win it all? Gosh, why am I not? Oh, I'm on conference. That's why. My bad. 850 to win the finals. Ugh, that's not where I'm looking. I don't hate it, but I'm looking a little further down. What about you, Joe? Any Joe interest is in the sun? Frozen. Joe oh, is no wonder. Frozen I was like, oh. Anticipation. <laughs> I do like that one, Ed. Um, yeah. Well, he likes that one. That's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> I like when uh, like his shot is frozen. Looks like weekend at Bernie's. Like, is that the real Joe Ostrowski that we're looking at? Uh, but yes, uh, the Suns. <laughs> Are you there now? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Okay. Here he is. Yeah. Such a tease. We're waiting in anticipation right? for your Suns takes. No, I actually I like it. And does it does the Chris Paul angle matter as far as this goes? With the changes no. that we're going to see with the coaching and style of play, I'm, I'm curious, are they going to be geared more defensively at all? But you have the two superstars to start. And there was a time in the playoffs where we, we they were playing without Paul, and we're like, you know, maybe it would be better if he doesn't return. <laughs> and, and I know we have odds on it, and it's going to be a big talking point. But, yeah, things didn't slow down. I like that team without Chris Paul, and I wonder if uh, they're right, realizing the same thing and they're going to have – I call it a tough decision, but it's not for me. When, when it's black and white, I'm looking at – I like this team better than that team, and the difference is Chris Paul. I, I think it would be a good thing if they move on without him. At this point in his career and, and this roster now with KD, 
that's a replaceable position. And I, I actually would prefer them to move on from Chris Paul. I would like the bet more if they moved on from Paul. I, I don't mean to be too insulting here, but Chris Paul does not have a good playoff history. And for some reason last year, we acted like he did because he went to the finals once and recently. But prior mm-hmm. to that, he was never meeting expectations as far as how his team was doing. And look, you know, he plays a position where team performance is perhaps a little bit more indicative of how he's playing than say if you're, you know, wing, center, something like that. He's point he's a point guard. And how a point guard performs uh, is perhaps a little more indicative, at least in today's NBA, uh, as, as teams sort of get smaller and faster and shoot a good bit more. Uh, so especially if you're an assist guy like Chris Paul is, or like a mid-range guy, a mid-range genius specialist uh, like Chris Paul is, to me, like his role is a little bit more impactful as far as how the team performs. And he doesn't have a great playoff history. So, you know, is you know will the Suns be better without him? It's possible. He did take a step back in terms of being offensively aggressive, taking more shots, driving to the rim. To me, there are some real questions. And not that Chris Paul still can't – I'm not saying he can't play anymore, but I do wonder if the Suns go in a slightly different direction if they're going to be better off for it. I think there's some real truth to that. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. Been a long time. So, and that's not, you know, father time, undefeated man. What what has he been in, like 17 years, something like that? 16, 17 years? So all, all of what we're saying shouldn't be some shocking revelation. This is expected for everyone. Uh, Ed, I, I wanted uh, to bring something up that you threw in the chat and I think is really interesting. And when it comes to title futures, probably not discussed enough that you need a cur- the current or former MVP to have a great shot at winning a championship. And history tells us 85% of the time that's the case, right? You have a current, the current or a former MVP on your roster winning the title 85% of the time. The last time it happened uh, without an MVP was 2019. Before that, we have to go all the way back to 2004. Before 2004, it was 1990. The last time uh, a champion did not have an MVP on the team. So uh, in the East, that includes Philly and Milwaukee. And in the West, of course, Denver, Golden State, Phoenix. I don't know. Do we want to count the Lakers with this version of LeBron? I guess we could. Um, it, yeah. it would fit this. It would fit this mold. But it's not a. It's not a deep list, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Basically, what we're talking about is this idea that, okay, for an NBA champion not to have a current or former MVP on that on the roster, you're only looking at, say, 15% of instances in NBA history. And oftentimes, these are massive upsets. Go back to 2019. That's when the Raptors knocked off the Warriors. Well, guess what? Golden State got really, really injured in the finals. They were without key pieces. And had they been fully healthy, maybe that turns out differently. But for the most part, if you have a current or former MVP on your roster, then you are in a much, much better position to win the NBA championship. So I looked up the MVPs that are still playing. And you've got Joel Embiid with the Sixers, Jokic, obviously, Giannis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, 
question mark. Uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and LeBron, and LeBron James. So let's take out James Harden and Russell Westbrook because I think they're in a different classification as the others. So Embiid, <laughs> Jokic, Giannis, Curry, Durant, James. Six mm-hmm. guys, six, you know, current former MVPs, that category. And to me, if you just bet on those six teams and you have to reallocate units and things like that, like you can't just bet one unit on each one because you're not going to make a profit, you know, if any of them win. But if you sort of allocate your units properly to where perhaps you lay a little more on those or shorter odds, like the Denver Nuggets or the Milwaukee Bucks, then you can make mm-hmm. a profit if any of them hit. And that's, that's what it's all about, right? So yes, there are teams that perhaps could still win the NBA championship uh, without an MVP, like the Boston Celtics. I don't think we'd be surprised if the Celtics won next season. But that would probably mean that Jason Tatum is having an MVP season. And do we think he will next year? It's possible, but it's not likely. And I think you could make the same argument for Luka and the Mavericks. If they go and win a sure. championship, Luka's probably having an MVP-like season, and I hope that they get rid of Kyrie <laughs> soon and they bring someone else in if they're going to have a chance. But, yeah, I, I like that. Gosh, doesn't it kind of feel like Jokic and the Nuggets? I mean, I, I, I think the Bucks too, but there's just not a lot of value on the teams with you know MVPs that I think could win it next year. And then you've got to look elsewhere if you want to find more value further down the board. It's mostly teams that don't. I mean, some like LeBron is getting older. I'm not doing that with Steph Curry either. I'm not sure even Durant, to be honest. I'm not so, really buying into that. So all these teams that we mentioned are in the top seven in the odds board for titles. Are we, we saying that it's not worth it? to go outside of that top seven that, okay, and you really think you're going to be in that 15% or if you're taking a longer shot, maybe you should stick more with conference futures. Like we just saw with Miami's run, which was triple digits when uh, the play-in started, when they were almost knocked out against the Bulls. Uh, Maybe you should stick in with long shots for conference instead of title. Mm-hmm. There, are, I think there are different competing fa- forces here where we thought maybe coming in that the regular season matters even less. I mean, I, you know, that's something that we talked about at, at great length during the NBA playoffs was, okay, maybe regular season doesn't matter as much because we had a seven seed in the Lakers make the Western Conference Finals. We had an eight seed in Miami make the NBA Finals. And this was the first year in a really long time where you had lower seeds advancing more deeply in the playoffs than we normally see. Is that a sign of things to come? Well, to me, to answer that question, we probably need another year or two to be more comfortable with that. Some of that involved injuries and really bad shooting luck. Some of it involved key trades. Like the Lakers were not that good to start the year, but then they made excellent trades at the deadline and had one of the better deadlines that I think we've seen from an NBA team in a couple of years without moving a a superstar. I mean, these were a lot of role players, but they were the right role players. And then the Lakers finally made a push. So I I look at this and go, 
I think it's too soon to conclude that a team can sort of coast through the regular season and then just flip a switch for the playoffs. It may very well happen to, say, a team or two. But I think that idea of looking at conference futures is probably a little bit more appropriate because you're likelier to have one of these underdogs make a move. But I think ultimately, because the playoffs are so long, so grueling, so arduous, that eventually the best team ultimately wins. And yeah, there may not be a whole lot of value in betting on a finals contender with an MVP, but historically speaking, they almost always win the championship. And that's why these odds are so short. Uh, On the Miami point, something else that I want to bring up. It's not like we were looking at the Eastern Conference and saying it's wide open. Anybody can go take it. Miami knocked out Milwaukee and they beat Boston to get to the NBA Finals. So that's one interesting point, and that's why they had such a big number. It's certainly a part of it. Shooting luck was a thing for them. They shot much better in the playoffs than they did all regular season, and that's why we ended up talking a lot about how much the regular season matters. If you are targeting a longer shot for whatever future, conference or even a little bit on the title, is it was it just you know an example of one, and you don't think too much about it, or do we look for that heat formula, upper echelon coaching, really deep team, number of role players? That's what ended up what ended up happening with the Heat, and these were not surprising things. We knew they were a deep team. Uh, they didn't have the A one superstar you're all looking for. We knew they were maybe the best coach team. In the NBA as well, is that something that we should consider more when when taking big numbers? What do you think, Aaron? Uh, um, I'm not really, sh- I'm not really sure on that. Um, I just think that this year, when I look at whether it's the conferences or the championship, it just feels a little different. Unless we have some type of trades or some team really steps forward. Just these numbers feel so short at the top. With it, it's just mm-hmm. like not as much value. Like last year, the Nuggets were fourteen to one to win the West. You look at those numbers this year, and it's like, are are you really putting your own money on the Kings at twenty two to one? They don't have the star power to do that. Or even to your point, a former MVP type of thing. I'm not betting on the Grizzlies or the Pelicans either. I, I mean. I just think these numbers are a bit short compared to what they were last year. And and maybe that's the lesson to be learned here is the NBA is perhaps a lot more stable than we gave it credit for last year. And this idea of a deep team with, you know, super duper elite coaching, you know, Joe, as you were talking, I was thinking, well, who else could it be? I mean, Miami is yeah. the obvious choice here, but after that, like, who's the dark horse next year with all those people? I can't think of anybody. I think but we missed you it. Know, I, I we, think, we all missed it. Yeah. It, it was there for us, and we missed it. Right. But I don't know if we're going to miss it again for a while. Like, maybe right. last year was just a fluke as far as that's concerned. This is Beck mm-hmm, Daily yeah. presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our Florida Gators take the field tomorrow in Omaha. We will make our bets for tomorrow's College World Series right here on the Beck Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.